podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm your host, Andrew Mansell. This is the News Corp Cricket Podcast. And uh, bringing England back to earth has begun. Australia have retained the women's ashes. <laughs> and joining me from London is News Corp's uh, women's ashes reporter, Selena Steele. Selena, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andrew. It's the endless summer here in the UK. Um, so much cricket on offer. And, of course, our Aussie girls just uh, retaining the ashes and just killing it over here. I'm so glad I could get you on the podcast because uh, you immediately endeared yourself to me when you called me Mr. Cricket in one of our first emails. <laughs> so I, I kind of have to have you on the podcast now after such a ringing endorsement. <laughs> well, that, Mr. Cricket, never in doubt. <laughs> was that meant for someone else? No, that was for you. I mean, I do. I have uh, interviewed uh, Hussey a few times, but uh, you'll you'll be my Mr. Cricket always. So, oh, thank you, um... Selena. <laughs> so let, let's get down to brass tacks. Australia mm. in the women's have retained the Ashes. They lead the point series eight two. But you know, some of the headlines coming out of um, the test were why cricket was the loser in laborious women's Ashes test draw. That was by Brett Graham at Channel Nine, and then. Jeff Lemon says, women's ashes test fizzles out and yet another reminder the format simply has to change. What was your reading of the situation? Well, look, I, I um, had a lengthy discussion about this in the press box. So I'm in complete disagreement. We've retained the ashes. I wonder if this question will be asked if it was the men's cricket. I mean, the test was there for England to win, which is they should have been... Uh, more aggressive in terms of their um, their digs, but with the with the Australians, it was theirs to lose. So there's no way. I mean, if you have a look at Meg Lenning, she's mastered the Steve Waugh Staminate stare. There is no way that she would ever uh, put Australia in a position of not retaining the Ashes. So, and for me, that's Test cricket. The way that last day played out, that's what Test cricket is about. I might argue for a fifth day in the women's game, but uh, certainly not less. I, I'm all for more Test cricket. Yeah, I think they certainly have to do some things with the format, but just sticking with the, that game in particular, I mean, at the end of the match, Meg Lanning was hammered by the press. Everyone was just piling in on why didn't you go for the win? So, I mean, a couple of reasons. I guess, what was the pitch like? I mean, it wasn't great to bat on. No, look, it was um, – they put in a used wicket. Obviously, you would have read the discussion about that. and they had, But they had actually expected it to turn a bit more, which is why when Australia opened – uh, the second innings, and uh, sorry, and took the new ball that opened with the spinner. So they did expect some more spin from the pitch, but I, I wouldn't blame the pitch. It was it was Test cricket, um, and that's how the game should be played. It, like there was not one session that England won. So to come out and say the onus was on Australia, I, I would argue that the onus was on England to play more attacking cricket. And and you're right, Meg was hammered in that uh, post-match presser. Mainly by the UK press, I might add, but uh, I would say actually the way England played set almost set uh, the tone for that that final session. 
it, the owner shouldn't be on Australia to make the game exciting and be an ad for test cricket when the Ashes are on the line. I mean, if you want to play exhibition test matches where the Ashes aren't on the line and you really try and, um, you know, play attractive cricket, then that's something they could look <laughs> at doing. But uh, when it's a sort of an Ashes test and they play so few, you just can't expect them to do things they don't normally do and play this sort of wild, crazy game. <laughs> Look, there's no doubt Australia wants to play an entertaining style of cricket. And uh, and hand on heart, when they came out early on and said, we're here to win this test, they were there to win that test. It's just that they had to play what was in front of them. And is it uh, an obligation to play entertaining cricket for spectators or as a captain or as a team, is it your job to actually, your first job is to retain the ashes? So, um, as I said, I'm in full support of, like, I have no criticism of the way Australia ground out. And it was a grind. They did grind out that that last day's play but um you know full credit to them they've retained the ashes and and you know hopefully we'll be saying the same thing about the men that they show the same grit and determination and uh, commitment don't worry the, the rest of this summer will definitely <laughs> bring england back to earth don't you have any worry about that the men are going to retain the ashes on the back of the women i noticed a bit of a sort of i wouldn't say downcast vibe coming out of the australian women's team but they they certainly weren't over the moon with retaining the Ashes. I think they have their sights firmly set on actually winning the series on points rather than the last series that was an eight-all draw. Oh, 100%. That, they are absolutely determined to go through undefeated. Uh, they want to win the remaining three T20s. Um, there's no doubt about it. They, they don't want to give England a, any sniff at all. Like you mentioned the last series. They were ahead in the last series uh, in 2017 and and England came back, and they remember that. And so there's there's no chance that they want that to happen again. So I would expect, um, you know, Australia to be just as tough and, and committed. They certainly, I mean, they had a few quiet beers after uh, the game, the last test, but, you know, they're focused. They are. Speaking of focus, Elise Perry epitomises focus. <laughs> I mean, she's just, just so good. I mean, she's, ri- she's ridiculous, isn't she, Mr Cricket? She is annoying. Um <laughs> So what, a, a century, 70 not out, seven wickets in the game mm. before. Mm-hmm. There is some talk that she's going to open the batting potentially in the T20 series. Do you think that's a possibility? Look, I don't think so. I'll say that. I think Alyssa Healy's been sensational at the top of the order. I really don't think so. It'd be, it'd be great to see because it'll give her more time at bat, but I just I just can't see that happening. But going, going back to... Perry, like what an all-rounder. I mean, she is the all-rounder the Australian men's team has been looking for since Keith Miller. She is sensational. Um, and ever, again, can and I just sorry interrupt, Selena. Mm. Have you been reading like cricket history books while you've been over there? Because <laughs> I was reading your copy from the paper recently. Mm. You've you've got a reference here to the Bradman Invincibles. Now you're yes. comparing Perry to Keith Miller. I mean, do you just sort of <laughs> seep up cricket knowledge? But like you, Mr. Cricket, love the game, uh, grew up with it, uh, have a family, have, a, have our own history with the game and love it. So it's like, um, yeah, it's just obviously a passion and you're un-Australian, aren't you, if you, if you don't love cricket? Yeah, that's for sure. Well, um, <laughs> Elise Perry is somewhat of a Keith Miller. You're exactly right. Mm. I mean, she's striking player. Oh, look, I, she's the best player of her generation. Um you know, at the end of her career, she'll go down in the history books as one of our greatest ever, uh, if not now. And she's just a delight. So, she's, you know, full credit. It was interesting, the um, the comments from the English coach, uh, Robinson, after the test, where he was saying that, you know, we're beaten because Australia are just simply more athletic. 
um, like we have this just big production line of, of athletes just popping out and, and ready-made cricketers. But, you know, in the case of someone like Perry, she's worked super, super hard over a number of years to, to hone a game, but also to get, you know, her body in, in a position where, and, uh, you know, where she can play like she does. I mean, the one thing that also stood out from that test is the English were underdone. It was like they hadn't prepared for the longer version of the game. And with double points on offer, you would have think they would have done some more work with the red ball. But Perry, absolutely stand out. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what else unfolds in her career. Yeah, I've got the quote here from Mark Robertson. It says, God gives you physical attributes. I could send our whole group of 21 players to the WBBL and it won't make them better athletes. So my takeaway from those comments is his days as English coach are numbered. Um, You can hear that. You got that right here. But also, that's just not true. Like, you actually can train and become fitter and you can become a better athlete through training. Isn't that right? A hundred percent. And, you know, our women are, are pro- professionals and that's that great gap you're seeing now between the uh, the Australian women's team and the rest of the world. Everyone else is trying to play catch up. The domestic competition in Australia is, is fantastic. The WBBL is also like has been terrific in terms. You wouldn't see a pl- player like Sophie Molyneux without that, that development that um, Cricket Australia has put into the domestic competition. So to come out and to say, that, um, you know, God-given talent, well, that's kind of um, not paying enough respect to the hard work that these that these athletes have done. Yeah, they've worked really hard the last two years and some of them are much fitter than they've ever been. Uh, what else is happening over there with the women's team? Uh, we had a reception last night at Australia House with, uh, with Brandis, George Brandis, and... Um, uh, which, which was great. So that was the players and partners. Who's George Brandis, sorry? He's our High Commissioner okay. in, in the UK. And uh, so that was ni- it was nice to see, you know, the players um, just in and about with the people that have supported them for a long time. And that's the first time that uh, uh, partners and family have actually been invited to a function, function like that in the women's team. So that was, that was great to see. Um, we head up to Chelmsford uh, today. Um, ahead of the T20. So the next up is obviously the T20 and looking forward to that. Lovely heading to Chelmsford where my wife is from. She's from Essex. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. So I guess last thing, you, you wrote that the team has set their sights set on winning out the series and not losing a game on this tour to the Ponds. Mm-hmm. Uh, judging from what you've seen, can they do it? 100%. Yep. Like, for me, I think it will be a, a complete whitewash by the Aussies. Their, their, field, their fielding is so much better. I mean, that, that's another massive gap in comparison between the two teams. You know, for the first three days, well, basically all but the last session, um, the English had, you know, were terrible in the field, drop catches, but also the ground fielding w- wasn't great. Um, I just think the batting depth of the Australian team, like, that, you know, they bat down to number you know, easily eight or nine. Um, they're just much stronger. And, you know, we've got the likes of Megan Shute and, you know, Perry again coming in as your opening bowlers. Like, they're going to be really tough to beat. More than that, I think they're going to win all the way through a whitewash. Very confident stuff, Selena. When when do you head too, back? Is that too? Um, I was gonna say, is that too bombastic of me? No, no, no. I've been calling See what this I did the bombastic. <laughs> bombastic. I like it. Thank you. You can use that, Mr. Cricket. <laughs> We've used it. Um, so that, when do you come back? Uh, I'll be uh, back home after the third T Twenty. So um, yeah. Well, Selena, we will have to get you in studio when you get back. 
to continue this excellent banter. <laughs> Have a great time over there. Thanks for taking some time in your busy schedule to come on the podcast. I will be now hassling Russell Gould uh, to cover the men's side of things. So if you run mm-hmm. into him, just tell him I'm going to be calling him all the time. Will do. Thanks for that, Mr Cricket. Bye, Selena. Take care. Cheers. That was Selena Steele, one of News Corp's finest sports reporters. And uh, that's it for this edition of Cricket Unfiltered. Coming up next, we've got a full men's ashes preview with Ben Horn and Steve Wilson. And in the last episode, I sat down with uh, Big Bash superstar Chris Lynn. Really good chat, so have a listen to that. And, uh, yeah, that's it from Cricket Unfiltered. I've been your host, Andrew Mensel. Head to dailytelegraph.com.au for all the Ashes news. I'm back soon with another show. Sports Social Podcast Network.